Listener Production. Barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Belinda going to get a coffee yesterday, right? Yep. Sophia's having a nap, right? Belle's like, oh, I can't find any, if I can't find any cash, I'm just going to go take some from Sophia's money box. I was like, what? She was Ooh. like, well, she took the coins from me, you know, she's yep. taken them from my, from yep. my purse and I've kindly given them to her so that she can put them in her money box and now I need a coffee, so I'm just going to take them. I said, you can't take money from... Sophia? Goodness me. This She's is sleeping. this is our generation's franking credits right here, <laughs> taking money into generational theft. I didn't think it'd be as brazen as yeah, dipping the fingers in the, in the money box. Buy a few investment properties so that <laughs> Sophia can't afford a place to live in a few years. At least get most of your generation in parliaments, you know, and pass <laughs> laws that, you know, benefit you. Don't just go getting caught red-handed. <laughs> I said, my wallet's on the counter. Would you take money from me? Don't go stealing from your two-year-old daughter. All right, well, we're going to steal about 30 minutes of your time today for a big Friday all-day breakfast. But I tell you what, I reckon you're going to be coming out uh, on top with this one because we've got these guys on the show. Baby on your way. Yeah, it's the unmistakable bop, isn't it, of Jungle Giants. Uh, we're going to be setting, chatting to Sam from the Jungle Giants very, very shortly about a brand new song. It's called Love Signs, and uh, it is—it's a real jam. I love it. You know, you know, they're the sort of band where as soon as that as their song comes on. You can't help but like bite the bottom lip and then bop your head. That's it. Mm. It's it's Bob mm. City. I remember mm. broadcasting on New Year's Eve on the National Youth Broadcaster and so many New Year's festivals going on, everyone calling up who they're excited for. They were pumped to see the Jungle Giants. So I'm sure you are just as pumped to get new music from them. Sam will be joining us a little bit later on. Oh, I tell you what, it's been a big week in news, Matt O'Kine. We'll have a little yarn about that in a moment too. This is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Now, Matt, in this day and age, we've all heard of close contacts, but this is ridiculous. Um, I couldn't believe it when you told me this story. <laughs> on, no, honestly, I like, you know when you hear a story where you're like, I, truly that's not possible. Mm. I mean, it's almost the same. Like S- Sydney yesterday had 38 Contacts, contact tracing found 38 Yes, cases in Sydney. Uh, a UK surgeon over there found 27 contacts in a woman's eye. She put 27 contact lenses in her eye, stacked them up <laughs> like Jenga. <laughs> a bluish mass, okay, of 17 contact lenses has been discovered in the eye of a patient, all right, scheduled for cataract surgery. There was 10 in the other one, 17 in one. 10 in the other eye, didn't take them out when they were done, just went in on top. I mean, imagine how clearly you'd see, though, honestly. You it is. Yeah, you'd have x-ray vision. Yeah, it was like, oh, what's see that on the floor over there? You'd, it would be like walking around. Or if you've seen the... um, 
not sure if there's anyone out there like me who used to enjoy watching YouTube videos of Japanese game shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there was one where two teams had to play a game of soccer against each other, but over their face, binoculars were strapped to their head. So they so everything looked really close and they had to play <laughs> this game of soccer. Anyway, look it up. I can only imagine that is what it would be. But, um, yeah. It's like layered year old pastry on, on her eye. <laughs> Unaware. Just a croissant of contact. Yep, the trainee ophthalmologist Rupal Morjaria told OT that uh, another 10 contact lenses were discovered in the woman's eye following firmer, further examination at Solihull Hospital. I mean, trainee ophthalmologist as well. Ophthalmologist. <laughs> I mean, that's rough. That's rough to get on your on your. No, it's training. not. It's the best one to get because it's not a mystery. It's like, oh, I wonder what could be wrong with your vision. Oh, <laughs> it could be the 27 <laughs> contact lenses you've got in there. <laughs> As if that wouldn't be the easiest day. Hmm, I wonder what it could be. Oh, here it is. Thanks, Dr. House. I mean, come on. Um, so, look, it's all it's, it's an interesting world you find out when you keep your eye on the news. Uh, Alex Dyson, you saw, a, you saw a situation with some fish as well in a river. Oh, this is interesting. I mean, it all, it all rela- maybe it's just because... COVID is so talked about at the moment, but everything I was seeing, it sort of kind of relates to COVID. So there, you know, you've got your 17 contacts uh, mm. in your eye for this one. You know how they pick up trace elements in water? Of, yeah. um, they say, oh, alert for this area. It, it's, it's not the only thing they look for in water. Um, <laughs> researchers have found that trout can get addicted to <laughs> meth that's <in laughs> found in trace elements in the water. How? Wait, how did they do that? Well, researchers have discovered animals can become drug addicts just like humans. Okay. And a team led by Pavel, Pavel Hawkey, a behavioural ecologist from the Czech University of Life Sciences in Prague, wanted to test the theory that drugs found in wastewater could influence the behaviour of fish. And so what they did was collected water found in freshwater rivers that contained a level of methamphetamines and chucked it in a tank with 40 brown trouts. They were in there for eight weeks and then they got transferred to a clean tank. And then their study, uh, which was published this week, gave the fish the option of progressing through to cleaner water or to stay swimming in the meth water. <laughs> and they chose the latter <laughs> um, four days after spending time in the freshwater. <laughs> so they Mate. came back and they're like, oh, no, give me the... <laughs> What's this fresh water? Give us the give us the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Tell you right. what, first they're swimming in it. Next thing they'll be dealing it. And the thing about dealer fish, they've all got scales. All right. All right. Let's Sam from the Jungle Giants. Please don't leave. Sam from the Jungle Giants is up next. It's good good reason to stick around. This is all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Matt O'Kine, couldn't think of a better Friday guest to have with us on All Day Breakfast today. Been loving music coming out from this band for many years, and can you believe it is four albums since the Jungle Giants first hit the lobes. They're back with their new song, Love Signs. With their album of the same name coming out on July 23, Sam from Jungle Giants is here to celebrate. G'day, Sammy. Woohoo! Hey, good to be here. Sam, um, the first thing I'm going to ask, because I haven't, I haven't witnessed you with a shaved head before, I'm wondering, um, yeah. was it balding related and is it worth it? 
he's asking is, for a friend. I'm asking, for, I'm asking for personal no, reasons. I'm wondering if I'm it's worth it or you, not. I'm glad you've asked this. I'm glad you've asked this. This was, I shaved my head maybe like two years ago now, and it was the mm. best thing I ever did. It changed my life. Uh, I was, really? I've been balding since I was like 16, right? And, yeah. and my hairline was running away from me. Um, and I was trying all kinds of things. I was going online. Uh, I was looking up. There's so many sick ways for people to try and stop their losing their hair. There, there's tattoo parlors that will fu- that will just do little dots to make it look like your hairline's still there. Whoa! There's pills you can try. Pills, all that stuff. It it really it's not ever really going to help. As like, the real thing that I had to learn was how to not care that I, I, that balding to me is just the same as having a hairdo now. Mm. But I, I was really scared back in the day, so I changed so- my attitude. <laughs> And um, yeah. What if Through you think just in, how would you feel? You know, would this be a good idea if someone found a bag of their hair from when they were sixteen, <laughs> got a wig maker to sew it together, and then put that on their head? Would that be a no, good or bad decision? <laughs> it's a bad, a bad decision because really, ultimately, you have to accept yourself. And so, I my my girlfriend is was really good. She she knew I was, she was one of the first people. I used to hide it. I used to work, like I used to hide it in every way I can. And I was I was I used to. You ever seen that movie, American, oh, Amer- American, I forget the name, but the guy, the opening scene is the guy just spraying his hair to like a, like a little like quiff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I like was a comb over. In the mornings. Yeah. And I was doing that in the mornings <laughs> and I was freezing my hair. And, and every time a breeze would come, I'd like, I had this tick, right? Stop the breeze from lifting. <laughs> I had like um, Donald Trump hair. <laughs> and my girlfriend was one of the first it was tough man and what it, my girlfriend was one of the first people to say hey sammy like i know you're shy about your hair but she's like you know you're you're you're, you're good looking without it and and you know what it's funny because you're a confident person and this almost makes you look like the opposite it makes you look like you're hiding things and i and that, that kind of like blew my mind i was like wow you know what i don't want to be putting out that message because body language is so important i didn't want to be putting out that message i wanted to spend a little more time loving myself. And she said, okay, how about this? She said right now in Germany and all around the world, bald heads are cool. People are shaving their heads and they're putting on good What? I didn't know this. <laughs> she was like, how about this? You give me a thousand dollars. My girlfriend's like a designer and stylist as well. She's like, you give me a thousand dollars. I'll go buy the coolest clothes that'll match a bald head. And she said, <laughs> oh! then, then we'll go. We'll t- I'll take you to the barber and we'll get your head shaved. And I was like, Let's do it. Do you know what? That so sounds like, like the new the new 50 Cent, you know, shop. It's like, I'll take you to the barber shop. <laughs> shop. <laughs> we'll make it nice and fresh on top. Oh, that's incredible. And one of the great reasons, I love talking to Sam from the Jungle Giants, bro, because you're one of the most thoughtful people and you love talking about things and bettering yourself. I remember I had a conversation about uh, making music with you and you found a way yeah. over these four albums um, to really hone your songwriting craft because I love that through the Jungle Giants you've been You've managed to just keep growing and growing and growing. There does there doesn't seem to be any sort of plateau with the Jungle Giants. Like it's it's blowing up, man. Oh, and it and it seems like you. the behind the scenes stuff, the work that you've put in, really helped with that. Could you explain a little bit about how uh, Sam from the Jungle Giants makes music? <laughs> yeah, well, like I feel, I mean, I feel like I um, I try to make my music reflect exactly what I'm what I'm like, what I'm into at the time. And obviously over years, you change a million times. And it would be weird if the music was still the same. I got onto this maybe album number three. I was kind of like trying to figure myself out at the time about how I wanted to write. 
and I wasn't really happy. I wasn't feeling very inspired. And I went to Paris and I got there. I spent all my money and I got to Paris and I had no ideas. I didn't know any French. I had no idea why I'd gone there because then I sat at the computer every day with a guitar and I felt so depressed because I was like, what have I done? Now I'm just rubbing it in my face that I've got no ideas. And I was like, oh, oh. No, I can't even like go talk to my friend. And so I, I went, there was a, this cute, this cute little like cafe down at, like under the apartment I was staying at. And I just kind of went and I had like a beer and I just read this book. And I, as long as I was doing something creative that day, I felt good. So I was kind of digging myself out of a creative hole by doing something creative that wasn't musical because I wasn't feeling musical on the day. Got you. Um, and I started reading an Ernest Hemingway book. Um, it was, a, I think it's called a call to arms, but it, it was, I was really getting into it and it was, it was kind of making me feel inspired and I was loving it. And then I, I just got my like laptop out and I just started researching Hemingway. And I realized it was like one of the third hits on Google was that he'd written an essay called 10 ways to write better. And it, no kidding you. It was like exactly the things I was struggling with at the time. And it was like, you know, if you're feeling uninspired, try working out a routine based on these 10 steps. And I can't remember all of them right now, but one of them was um, know when to jump ship. So if you've got a good idea, know when to stop pushing it. Um, another one was um, start at the same time every day. And he suggested doing exercise um, before you do it. And all, all these little things of like mental games you can play with yourself just to make sure you're less stressed and you're just focusing on having a good time. Cause that's what making music is. It's like having fun. It's playing, playing around. Yeah. So I kind of made my own little 10 steps and then I worked by this absolute routine for like years. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still in the same kind of routine. It's a little different, but what it was, was I would get up at the same time and I'd hit the gym and then I'd have a coffee um, around like nine 30 in the morning and I'd read a book. And I wouldn't look at my phone at all. I'd, I'd just have a coffee until I got to the last sip of my coffee. And then I'd close the book and then I'd walk to my studio. And while I was walking, I would just think of new, like I'd sing to myself or I'd, you know, check my voice memo from yesterday. And I would start every day with a new idea. Yep. And then I'd work on that new idea until my alarm went off. And that was for lunchtime at midday. So then I'd go have lunch. Sorry, Sam, there's no checking of the latest TikToks or anything in here. I'm not sure what what kind of... I was just pretending the world didn't exist. Routine is this. Wow, that's so great, man. That is awesome, man. I'm so jealous of that. And that's only halfway through the day, and I'm you've already been more productive yeah. than than most people. <laughs> it's like, and it's like a little, and I felt like it was kind of like working. You know, when you're working out and you first go to the gym, it hurts. Like mm. running five k sucks, and then after like a couple of weeks, it's easier. And then after like two months, you feel fit. And I was just, I was kind of getting fit in my mind. So after a couple of weeks of this routine, um, I felt like I, my, I could, I could work on ideas longer, be a bit easier on myself because I know tomorrow there's going to be new ideas. And that was what, what I needed was to just be more caring for myself and not be stressed in the moment going, what the hell? I need the best idea now. For that's, sure. That's what gives you block. That's what blocks your tubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're dead right. And so, look, let's talk about Love Signs then because this is the brand you track. I mean, the first thing that captures me when I listen to it is possibly one of the ripest synths. <laughs> uh, that that I've heard in a while, just just oh, pulsing yeah. directly through the center of my dome, <laughs> right as I yeah. hear it rising and then falling, rising and then it just drops away and suddenly boom, 
that little bop yeah. of the Jungle Giants. It's on, and I absolutely yeah. love it. I mean, what was lyrically? Where? Did, what was the sort of genesis of this song? Um. Well, I guess. Like a lot of songs that I write, there, there's a lot of like doo-doos and la-las when I'm making the demo and they, the words make no sense. Um, but I, I actually showed, I was kind of working on this song and this is a song that to me is, to me, I, this is one of my favourite songs on the record. It's the title track because I feel like it sums up a lot of the different themes on the record and sounds. To me, it's like the record all in one little song. Um and it nearly didn't make the record. And I remember one night I was up late with my girlfriend and we we would start, we were calling them Grace and Sam nights where we'd kind of like play demos to each other. And uh, I don't know, we just kind of like talk about music. And I showed her this demo and I was like, I really love this song, but I can't really quite figure it out. Um, and I was saying something that sounded like love signs. And then she loved that lyric. And then we started making the song together and she kind of like just took it from a demo and helped me. So we made the song in the end together. It was one of the first co-writes I've ever done. It was with my girlfriend. And wow. I found it so equal parts, like amazingly fitting that the songs about love signs and about ways we connect. Mm. And then she got the song exactly the way that I was meaning it. And she, she's a musician herself. So she writes music. Um, and this is just the first time we had ever really written a song together. And it was the funnest time ever. And I just Aww. thought it was like weirdly like cosmic cosmic that this song is about that and it is what it is about for sure man it's a love, well, if, love song written by two people in love. that's the best dude and if love was a sign what do you think would it be would it be like just stop or give way would it be like men working <laughs> or would it be like one of those parking signs where it's like uh two hour Didn't, parking uh monday to friday saturday loading zone yeah, sunday yeah. clear except way monday, except between all those sort five. of things with all these complicated yeah. rules what what would you consider no, it to be look, it'd be something I'm, cute it'd be like um <laughs> give way koalas in this area you know those nice ones yeah i love those i think it's put your own mask on before helping others okay that's what whoa that's what, <laughs> whoa deep <laughs> side Deep, deep deep. So. Or what about yeah. um, employees must wash hands? Yeah, yeah. Could work. Straight up. <laughs> so, look, it's really awesome that uh, the new music is out. And as a, in terms of the whole album, uh, which will be coming out uh, very, very soon, uh, comes out on July 23rd. For me, I've been sitting on this album for a long time now and I've driven my friends nuts because I keep playing <laughs> it at parties. And they're, like, hey. and they're like, it's like four in the morning and they're like, I'm like, can't wait to release this. And they're like, this isn't out yet. Like you played it. I play it so much they think it's out. So yeah, I mean, I, I, maybe that's like one of the first things. I love it and I feel like that's that's something I want people to hear is that the, the, the person who made these songs like, this is this is real, and I and I really love it. And this is the music that I want to be bouncing to, and I do. I do. Oh, <laughs> that's so good, fantastic, bro. Like a lot of artists are sort of shamed for enjoying yeah. their own work. Like that's weird. And it's that like, I find sometimes, and it's like a, a winemaker. You know, if you went over to a winemaker's house and they were like, "Hey, here's some wine I made," you wouldn't be yeah, like, "Oh, like, pull out the good stuff." You, yeah. you wouldn't be like, "Oh, you're a loser." What you like your own wine? You'd be like, "Sick." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what? Exactly. You, you, you're good at making wine. Let's drink it and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you may as well enjoy it because like you enjoy making it. So once it's there, you may as well enjoy sharing it. And you know, yeah, be like, exactly. You know? Uh, well, you'll be able <laughs> yeah, to get totally. your uh, top up your glass with some new Jungle Giants. <laughs> July 23 is when it drops. You can see them live as well. Uh, all things for winning with River Stage, Horton Pavilion and Maya Music Bowl gigs uh, across the country, Sam, which I cannot wait to get to. And a massive 
venues as well. And I thought before we wrap up, I mean, some of the part of the country is still in a bit of a lockdown at the moment. We better have, I, I wanted Sam from the Jungle Giants, um, live music moments. What's something playing live over the years that really stands out to you from the Jungle Giants? I remember seeing you guys supporting San Cisco at this little venue in Sydney called Spectrum. And uh, Mr. Polite oh. went off. It was uh, <laughs> such a great moment that's and such OG. a great lineup. That's that's well back in the day. But what's a big moment wow. live that um, uh, stands out for you so we can um, yeah reminisce in these uh, in these times? I mean, wow, there's been so many moments. I mean, one time, oh, I don't even know if I can tell this story. But so I was like, at a, I was at a show, and I. I accidentally, we were playing, we were playing at Oxford Arts in, in Sydney. I'm not sure when this was. It was like a couple of years back now. And I, I accidentally fell into the crowd. Like I tripped on the fallback speaker and I totally fell. And I, I fell to the ground and everyone tried to catch me, but I full on fell in. And um, as I got up, uh, my brother, I hadn't seen my brother in ages. And he was there and he was like, Sammy. And he was super <laughs> drunk. He was really drunk and he was like, he started just talking to me and I, I was like, Steve, what's up? And he was like, yo, man, like, how, how you going? Like, let's hang out. And I was like, no, no, I'm doing, the, I'm doing the gig right now. I can't actually speak right now. And he was so drunk. He was like, do you want to get a beer? And he started like pulling me towards the... <laughs> You're in the middle of a set. And I was like, I'm doing, I'm doing the show right now. And then so like I had him pulling me that way and then I had the crowd pulling me back to the stage and it was just like a... It was so funny. Uh, it was I like just my mind was blown by the yeah. weird awkwardness of the reality That's versus incredible, the show. It's incredible, man. It's yeah, so incredible. We'll catch up after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, Sam Hales, thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you next time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Hey, Matt, we mentioned on the show the other day um, in-store gaming. We had... Um, oh, my- bro. Uh, can we please talk about in-store? I love it. Yeah. I loved in-store gaming. It's so good. Mike called up and said he, his parents went to the shops with his brother. They came home without him. And then half an hour later, we're calling out his name. It was like, do you know, so you see your brother? It's like, you took him to the shops. They go back to the shop. He's been playing the in-store video game console demo for two and a half hours. <laughs> I didn't even realise the parents left. Well, because I don't know. Like, I don't know whether it's – do I not go to these stores much anymore? But I don't see them anymore, the the game demos. Yeah, it's not as good. I mean, in this, you know, in these uncertain times, Matt O'Kine, I'm not sure if you want a controller touched by every teenager (laughs) in the entire suburb there. Because i got to tell you, you could tell when a – when an in-store gaming demo had been there for a while because those controllers were slick. They were, like, cheesy almost <laughs> to the touch. Where it's it, like-, like, just to paint a picture, okay, if you are um, a little bit younger, let's say born after the year 2000. No, they've still got in-store game they demos. Do they do not. Not the way that it used five. to. It used to be with those rigid metal arms, you know, like the... You couldn't, you couldn't really move the controller anywhere, yeah. and it was like absolutely stuck. But I tell you what, you made some friends. You know, if there was a, if there was two controllers, mm. you know, your mum would leave you there with, uh, with you know, while they went looking around and whatever sections, and then their other parent would leave them there, and you just end up playing. Well, you for do. Hours. You do make some friends, but very occasionally, Matt O'Kine, you make some enemies. 
Okay, and that's actually what happened to me one time. And this is as an older teenager, okay, (laughs) out of regional Victoria, okay, moved to the big smoke, okay, to Melbourne, where they've got a big Maya department store. And um, a couple of other first-year uni kids from from college, we wandered through the city one day, going through Maya, checking out the games up there, and they had the in-store demo of the brand-new... Guitar Hero. Oh, okay. Christmas any day of the year. I mean, that this is exciting times. This the brand is new. Stuff. Was it the brand new Guitar Hero, or was it like it, the it was very the first, first one? It was. I think it was the first one, and it's like, oh my god, this is like this is new technology. You, you've got the guitar there. You've got the little <laughs> buttons tapping away. I know some um, of the songs. I can't remember what, what are some of the songs. Um, oh. I'll tell you the songs. Well, the big, <laughs> big one, first version, Freebird. If you could nail the solo on Freebird <laughs> at the end, you were, you were sitting How pretty. How does Freebird go again? I'm as free as bird now. And then it comes to the end. But this bird will never change. <laughs> that solo. You're like, wow, the hands. You're going at it. Okay, now this is down the track because this we're, we're jumping ahead here. First time seeing it, okay, and there's kids on it, right? This, this kid, probably about our age. So it's me and my two mates. Um, this kid's on there playing away and he's on, he's on the hard difficulty. Okay. It's just come out, but he's, he's rocking it. You know, he must've been down here most days practicing or he had it at home and just came past. It was like having a little shred while he's doing his, his shopping. Anyway, we watched very, very impressed at that. And then, um, <laughs> and then after it's finished, he's like, Oh, could we have a go? And it's like, yeah, sure. And then he hands the guitar, just scrolling through slowly, clunk, clunk, clunk. All right, Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters. Here we go. Oh, Give yep. it a go. On, oh, it's got to start with easy. You know, it's it's chaos otherwise. So my friend Andrew goes on Monkey Wrench and it's easy and every two seconds a little a one thing comes up. It's like, don't, don't, don't want to be bump your Monkey Wrench. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So we're sitting there and this kid sticks around. Like he's not going anywhere. He's just sitting there to watch us play Monkey Wrench. He goes through the whole song. He did okay, missed a couple because it's a bit of hand-eye coordination. It finishes, okay? Instead of passing it down the line, I guess the kid who was there first counted us as one group rather than three individual people who wanted to go. It wasn't to us. He took the guitar back. Oh. Okay. Scrolls through, picks Monkey Wrench, puts it on hard. (laughs) Plays the song in front of us, the same song he did on Easy, just glancing over at us <laughs> while playing Monkey Wrench, like, check this out. We just had to sit there and cop this just guy eye contact, blowing just the three of us out of the water. Two of us had never flex. played it. One of the biggest flexes I've ever seen. So we had to get out of there with the tail between the legs. That was no good. But in the future, my friend Andrew, who got shown up that day, probably in in a, an act of revenge against this man, ended up buying Guitar Hero, got very good at it, and at our college variety <laughs> night, played it blindfolded oh, from memory okay. on Guitar Hero Do you on know what's Expert. happened? Do you know what's happened? That is dead set, the backstory of Batman. Yeah. All right? 
He's been absolutely savagely murdered in front of his yeah. friends and family. Yep. He's gone to train like some sort of yep. samurai. And now he's ready to kick some ass to anyone <laughs> who dares offend his honour. Well, tell us your, your game console <laughs> stories in the, in the demos. But also, what are the biggest flexes you've seen? Get in touch. We would love to hear from you, Matt.and.alex. Well, Alex Dyson, it is a Friday, and as always, like we like to dive into the crisper, into the back of the fridge, see what's been left over by you, our beloved listener, as we head into the weekend to share some of the messages that we didn't have a chance to say during the week. Yeah, credit where credit is due, and I uh, love getting your messages no matter when they come in. This is a chance for us to read them out right now. Let's go from Grace first for the... Message about the topic we covered, Matt. What have you left too long? Uh, Grace said, I just turned 29. I have been just diagnosed with psoriasis. The specialist believes I've had it since I was four. I thought it was normal for a head to be itchy all the time. Wow, Grace. I mean, <laughs> it could be worse. You've still got a bit of your 20s to have not an itchy head. And so live it up, Gracie. Yeah, Nick Dodd got in touch with us, said uh, PSA to all those absolute crumbs out there who complained about the intro bites, and now we're stuck with ridiculous golf swings and Matt's minging slurps. <laughs> You're the reason why we can't have nice things. You know, I forgot that the slurps are in there. Oh, man, the slurps, they they pop up. Marshy, can, I mean, he's only got a limited amount. He does what he can, but every now and again, a slurp needs to get in there. Apologies for that. Emma says, uh, this is about getting lost. When I was a toddler, I would deliberately sneak away from my mum because I knew if I went to the help desk, they would call my name on the loudspeaker. <laughs> on special occasions, they would let me say my name myself. A dream come true. <laughs> How good is that from Emma? Oh, Just, no. It's like, it's like um, an open mic stand-up, like the earliest open mic stand-up yeah. of all time. Just try to find a place um, that will let you get on the uh, megaphone. <laughs> So David Thierry also got in touch. Oh, and thank you for a little bit of a little bit of support from my Tina Turner impersonation. Have we got a grab of my Tina Turner um, yesterday? Unfortunately, yes. What's love got to do? Got to do it. In. Come on. David said Matt's Tina Turner impression was spot on. Oh. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for the support. Hey, and uh, Jade has gotten in touch with us as well uh, about this is based on the topic of finding uh, my perfect dog match that Alex Dyson did a little quiz for me on. Jade is with us right now. G'day, Jade. Yeah, g'day. You think that dogs are the best. Mate, dogs are, dogs are brilliant. I've got a staffy um, called Hank who's just been an awesome dog. Um, basically, I, I broke my back in 2012 and, like, yeah, there were some dark days there, but I remember vividly a day where um, Hank, yeah, just he knew I was having it bad and he came come over and plonked his head right in between my legs just to, yeah, say, how are you going? <laughs> oh, that's incredible. They've just got a sixth sense. <laughs> That's it. And it is the unconditional love that, you know, a, a dog has and that joint enthusiasm and they can you can look in their eyes and they can tell you how they're feeling and they can know how you're feeling. That is yeah. that any amount of, you know, naysayers, um, which I jump on sometimes with the picking up of poos and the <laughs> raking mud into the house can never make <laughs> up for, I would say there, Jade. You've, uh, you've found a winner. Yeah. 
no, no worries. And also, it just it keeps me so active as well because I just always feel like obligated to take him for walks. He's just he's always ready for a walk. So we always yeah. go for wheels and walks. So it's good. Um, keeps me fit. So you so you you broke your back. Do you mind if I ask what happened, Jade? Oh uh, yeah, no worries. Um, oh, I don't know. I was twenty four. Uh, yeah, had a few beers and got it in my head to climb this church building. Um, oh yeah, so long story short, I yeah jumped from one building to another. It was raining. I fell off the roof and yeah slipped from an eight eight meter building. Oh so, my god! Yeah, kind of silly, but um yeah I don't know. I was I was a power line worker at the time of the accident, so I think I developed a climbing fetish of some sorts. So. And you were used to heights; it didn't didn't phase you. And so in yeah, this particular state, it. you decided to just get amongst it, and I, it went <laughs> awry. Oh my yeah, goodness, I, man! I, I, I don't remember it. Luckily, um yeah, basically I remember. Uh, putting a song on the jukebox at the pub before it, and then yeah, I got told about this. Um, yeah, later on. So what happened? When like you did you wake up in hospital? Um, no, I did a fair bit of brain damage. So I yeah, I was in a coma for the first week, and then it took me a couple of months uh, before I ended up getting like my memory back. And um, I was in hospital for six months, two days. So. Yeah. Oh, goodness me, oh, man. So, in Euro and all the rest. Hank was there by your side to help you through that recovery. That is so great, man. And it's those stories Absolutely. that um, we really love talking about here at All Day Breakfast. So thank you very much for uh, no for getting in touch. Give a shout out to Hank. I mean, the staffy, you'd, you'd have to go with Hank the Tank as a nickname, wouldn't Absolutely. you? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know he's got it. You know he's got it. That's it. <laughs> well, we'll thank Hank the Tank. Uh, and we'll thank you, Jade, for joining no us worries. on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yeah. Get, get on board. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still not one over, mate. Let's mate, if that doesn't win you over, I don't know what's going to win you over. That is just love and devotion that are right oh, there. We love to hear it. My mum's got a dog, uh, a sausage dog as well that I got. Her. Uh, she's uh, a miniature dash hound called Sizzle, so she's pretty awesome oh. as well. So. Oh, Sizzle and Hank, it sounds like a, like a movie, a little buddy movie. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Jade. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, no we'll catch you next time. See you, fellas. Legend Jade, thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast this week. It has been a cool one, and we will catch you bright and early on Monday for a whole new week of All Day Breakfast. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.